We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome back yeah. to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, once again with my co-host Daniel Kuzer. Dan, Ooh. what is going on, uh, dude? What's going on? Is uh, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot as hell, and I'm hot, sitting here man. wearing a sweatshirt because I got my No Other Pod sweatshirt. Well, I'm wearing a tank top because it's hot, but it's also <laughs> my No Other Pod tank top. Yeah, the uh, you know the merch that we got. Turned out pretty cool. I'm not going to Turned lie. out very cool. And guess what? We're not the only ones that think so. People have been ordering this damn stuff. And I'm humbly taken aback. Like, I'm just like, uh, really? Y'all y'all listen to us? Mm-hmm. We've had people <laughs> send us. that's cool, man. Yeah, people have sent us photos of their phone cases, of their shirts, of their sweatshirts, of their stickers, magnets. I know somebody y'all out there have, have bought a mug or a pillow or some wall art, you know, send us, send us photos of what you buy. You can find the link in uh, our social media bios and in, we'll put it in the podcast description. There's a link to the store down there. Uh, oh, shit. Should I put it in my social media bio? I, I have not done that. I have it in mind. Get on my level. Dude, dude you got, you <laughs> have taken like social media courses. So, you know, the best things to do. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't have a communications degree. Okay, got, I'm, a, I'm more of a general studies kind of guy. I got the link tree that we have as linked into my uh, Twitter pile. What so is that? People, What's a link tree? Does that mean, oh, that takes you tree. to the link that has all the... It's got the list where you can buy the merch. You can go to hellotushy.com slash no other and get 10% off your Hello Tushy bidet. It's it will take you to Manscaped where you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code no other pod, which we'll talk about a little later. Wow. Uh, and it'll take you to all the places where you can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. There's also a donation link for some cool so- social justice causes in there because uh, Linktree does some cool charitable work. So, well, goddamn, cool. I guess I, I need to get on it. I, I guess we're just uh, putting links in our profiles and not letting people know about it. <laughs> link in bio, as they say. How often does someone go to people's profiles and look at links? I didn't know. Well, if you direct them there, it works. So uh, don't go to mine yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's a great week for the for the podcast. We have a, a fantastic episode. Ali Trost of everything professional sports and sport in Kansas City 
joins us this week. She is the yeah. Sporting KC sideline reporter. She's doing stuff with KCNWSL. She's still on 810. She's all over the place. She's got, she's kind of a big deal. Um, by the way, I just want to say your background is blurred. Mm-hmm. And so as you are counting on your fingers, it is blurring your fingers. So it looks like you're flipping me off. And <laughs> it is highly inappropriate. I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? And yeah. how do I blur my screen? So yeah. got <laughs> very uh, behind on this. But yeah, <laughs> Allie Trost, man, she took a break from one of her 92 jobs to come on our podcast mm-hmm. and do what she does for a living. Freaking talk, man. Yeah, and, and she's great. It's awesome. It's a great conversation. I, I won't spoil nothing, but get excited because she's a she's a two-time No Other Pod alumni guest. She is. So uh, we talk 810, we talk KC on WSL, we talk Sporting KC, we talk about it all. It's a, it's a great interview, so we're going to get there for sure. Uh, but first, if you haven't left us a five-star rating and review, make sure you go do so. We'll read it on there. We haven't gotten any uh, this bit. week, but there will be more coming. So we'll, uh, we'll make sure that we read that uh, if you make sure that you leave us a five-star rating and review. So go ahead and do it. Um, there was a game this week. We do not have a victory pod to talk about, but not there was a game against Austin. It's more of a Tide Pod. Huh? <laughs> tide Pod. That's great. Tide Pod. I didn't even think about that. We uh, we do want to make some victory pod merch. I don't know if the Tide Pod merch is going to sell quite as well. Not trying to get sued. All right. Not trying to <laughs> end up in court over some stupid comment. <laughs> yeah. But uh but you know, maybe we'll 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 investigate. We'll see what happens. Um but this was the second time Sporting Kansas City has hosted Austin FC in a relatively short period of time. We all know how the first game went. Sporting KC came from behind and won two to one. Uh, we came back to this game. This time we were missing Alan Polito in the starting lineup right. because he was with the Mexican national team. So we had Kyrie Shelton starting up top alongside Daniel Shallowy and Johnny Russell midfield as we've come to know as Gianluca Buzio Remy Walter was in there and then Roger Espinosa back line mm-hmm. Zussi Elie once again Andre Fontes Luis Martins in front of Tim Milia. so well how was it in the air-conditioned press box I was actually not in the press box this past weekend oh, because I was out right. of town out of town not yeah. not so he planned a trip during a game everybody so uh well, we now no, know Dan's a bigger out. fan Dan's a bigger fan I planned a trip write it down before they moved the game because of the CONCACAF Gold Cup. I don't know about that. So. Write it down. One to Dan. <laughs> Jimmy, not a good fan. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was not able to be there because I was down at, like, the Ozarks all weekend. And then oh, came shit. back. Were you selling, like, meth with Jason Bateman? That's exactly what I was doing. That's what happens down there. So I'm, I went down there, and I met up with Jason Bateman, and we sold some hard drugs, and I came back, and now That's I'm going to retire. That's serious. People do that. It's all I know about that place is through that show. It's not (laughs) good. We were down there with uh, the extended family uh, a little bit, had a a lake house for the weekend, did some swimming. I only saw one snake swimming in the water. Oh, I'm out, dude. (laughs) I'd be getting in the car. I'll see you at home, babe. It was uh, was the first night we were there out of three nights. And uh, we swam on the little dock. It was kind of like, yeah, man, it was... We were swimming and, and the host, uh, people who own the house, they had like kayaks and this big like floating pad we could swim on. And, and the house was kind of in this, like not in the main part of the lake, but like a little inlet where there were, it was a little bit more calm. So we're swimming there, having a grand old time. We get out to dry off, go have some dinner. And my, uh, my brother-in-law is like, 
is that a snake? And I turn and look, and it was probably about two feet long, and it was brown, just swimming through the water, right oh, where we were just swimming. Man. See, why are you, you don't swim in lakes, dude. You swim well, in pools. You and don't swim in oceans, you go to pools. Here's the thing that freaked me out the most, although we did continue to swim for the next two days. So it's swimming along the surface, right? Got out to the middle of the lake and then just dove underwater. Oh, so it's it's an underwater snake. Then. And then we never saw where it came back up. Oh, so. my God, dude. This is like, <laughs> ah, dude, they make movies about this shit, man. Yeah. What lies beneath? Freaking yeah. underwater goats. Like, they'll get you. <laughs> underwater goats. <laughs> Gators and shit, man. Um, I do not think it was a water moccasin. And all the other water snakes in Missouri. Well, a water moccasin is a very poisonous snake. People losing their rugs. But but all the other water snakes in Missouri are not poisonous. So So water moccasin is poisonous. If it bit you, you're done. I don't know. You're not going to have a good time. Oh, good time. (laughs) So I'll tell you that. I don't know if you're dead, but it's not going to be a a party. Your day is highly ruined. (laughs) uh, That is why I was not at the game. But uh, you know, the game, so I had a better time than you did. You were there in the 8,000 degree weather trying to keep Not our bad. fans updated on Twitter. Hey, wasn't bad, man. Upper 80s, it could have been way worse. It, it yeah. the sun came out in the second half, and that was like, okay, glad I wore sunscreen, but I'm okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, how, how did it feel to see, you know, the first time Beasler came, there was all the emotion and whatnot. This time, I'm guessing when I saw Beasler this time around, at least on TV, I was like, he's just another guy now. No, he wasn't another guy. Everyone gave him all the praise in the world again. And I was I was trying to yell at him. I was like, no, <laughs> no, we did this last time. He only gets one. We did it already. Not gonna do it and all they're the time. like, they're clapping like crazy. And he's featured on the board again. And I'm like, what? Every time now? Every time he comes, we have to do this? Yeah. I'm not trying to be Daniel Downer over here. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> he is just another guy now. He's got a job to do. And so do we. And it's to whoop that ass. And it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Very upset. I do agree with you. Cool. I saw him. He's a very handsome man. Great legs. It is what it is. <laughs> I uh, I do agree with you. You get you get your your warm welcome back, your video or, or whatnot the first time you're back. After that, until you retire and come back and, and get rightfully honored as a sporting legend, you got to just be another guy. You don't have to actively boo him or anything, but, you know, he's, he's yeah. another guy. Yeah, no need to boo, but you don't need to like, yeah, I don't know, man. Everyone's like, we're not worthy. And it's like, stop it. Stop this. <laughs> so uh, this game, as uh, sporting has been known to do, it's becoming a little bit of our MO this year, and I'm not sure I love it, uh, did not get off to the world's greatest start. It was in the 26th minute. Uh, Zussi got turned around a little bit near the outside of the box. Uh, Austin did a little bit of... A uh, quick combination back and forth play. Um, Dominguez got a little bit of an open lane at the top of the box. Neither Ilya nor Fontes really crashed at him. He did a little bit of fancy footwork, made a shooting lane, shot it across face of goal, and Melia could not get there. Should he have? Well, maybe. But Tough, dude. he had two of his own guys in front of him, and the guy shot it one, under one of those guys' legs. That's really hard, and the goalkeeper will forever – misjudge that because he just can't see it yeah i'm sure they got yelled at i'm sure tim was like shut that shit down like don't let him take a shot underneath you because i'm not going to get it yeah it looked like it was uh luis martins who um he was trying to get in front of it and and i think you're exactly right tim dives later than he probably normally would have and i think he just 
saw the ball late. He was also cheating a little bit to the left, and I think he thought that uh, Dominguez was probably going to go near post, and Dominguez went far post. So credit to Dominguez there. But uh, 1-0, 26-minute, and uh, Austin fans, I'm just I'm not going to lie, they kind of suck. I don't like them. Well, I mean, the ones that were there showed out. I was like, look at that, man. They travel a little bit. Um, I'm like, that's kind of cool. They're they're also I don't know why we let them chant, by the way. There was a whole like minute where you could hear them, and I was like, Why are we not drowning them out? Right. Why are we allowing them to be heard? Why are we not chanting? Yeah. Um, but then uh, aside from that, we got these trolls coming at us on Twitter probably because you engaged them a single time last game, like one time. And now they're like, Oh, we gotta, we're fighting with this podcast. And I'm like, I, I got no time. It's like yeah. Xbox trolls. I'm not trying to be pwned. You know, I'm not trying to get on that. Yeah. They, they apparently remembered and did not like that. We ended up winning in the last game. And so they were coming at us again. We tied with you. We're empirically as good as you How's it are. Feel to tie? Yeah. How's it feel to tie with 10th place? I'm like, I don't know. feels fine. We, so, our striker was gone. Uh, great we, self own. How's it yeah, feel like, to tie with such a shitty team as us? <laughs> yeah, right. We, we had uh, like third. We had like thirty-seven shots for God's right. sake. So it's like our XG uh, was four point four. I feel okay that your goalkeeper stood on his freaking head and right. had himself a game. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> Welcome like, to MLS. Had like nine shots on goal and one goal, which means arguably goalkeeper or someone had eight saves. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. Brad Stuver had a, a pretty good game. I mean, forty-third minute. I think it was Felipe Hernandez who kind of got the ball in the box. It bounced around a little bit. Daniel Shallow, we got a foot to it. And I'm, it should have been a goal. I mean, it was kind of an acrobatic move by Shallow from the outside of his foot, but it bounced off an Austin defender. It looked like it was going to go into the net, and Stuver reaches above his head last minute and just tips it over the bar. And, you know, it ends up being uh, 1-0 at the half. And, you know, I don't know. Halftime for me. I wasn't thinking we were going to lose because Sporting KC, it wasn't for lack of chances, like you said. However many 20-something shots, nine shots on goal, they were were coming. Yeah, I didn't think we would lose. I also didn't think we'd win. I I think we'd at least get a goal back, which we did. Um, But goddamn, dude, that Daniel Shallowy, no other pod stock, is to the moon, baby. Yeah. It is. Daniel's Daniel's on Daniel's, man. We need to have a weekly (laughs) segment where it's just called Daniel on Daniel. And I yep. just talk about Daniel Shallowy. For five <laughs> <minutes>. <laughs> Daniel on Daniel. Yeah. We, we're going to get to his goal here in just a second. First, yeah, I want to give a shout out to, to, to Tim Melia. Um, you know, Dominguez is pretty good. He's, he's seemingly Austin's best attacking player at this moment. They're number 10. And uh, you know, he had the ball again at the top of the box in a dangerous spot um, on, on a counter. He tried to chip Tim Melia and he probably should have scored here. And Tim Melia came out. He, he was way off his line. Able's to he's able to get a hand up, just tips the ball uh, out of bounds. Um, Tim Milia, stop me if you've heard the story before, probably saved this game for Sporting Kansas City, even though Sporting KC should have scored more than one goal. If it weren't for Tim, Sporting KC would have lost this game. Yeah, Tim did his thing, man. Tim did his thing, and uh, God, that stop was crazy. I was like, oh, he's going to chip him. He's absolutely going to chip him. And somehow Tim got his big old bear paw up there, and got it out of there, man. That was, it was nuts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Daniel on Daniel, 71st minute, Daniel Shallowy, right place, right time again. Uh, I do want to give some credit first to, uh, to Kyrie Shelton here because Austin FC had the ball and Kyrie 
we all know how strong and powerful Kyrie is. This is one of the strengths yeah. of his game. He's always in the yeah, right place. At the, he's, he's in the right place at the right time, but he's able to use his size and, and his strength to muscle people off the ball. And that's what he does is he muscles Austin's number six right off the ball. Uh, Buzio takes a shot from distance. It bounces around. Stuver can't quite get there. It's a, a loose ball and, and shallowy comes and puts it away. If this is shallowy of 2018, 2019, something probably goes awry that goes shanks off to the side or over the net. I mean, confidence sends that thing right in the back of the net. Suddenly it's 1-1. Sporting KC's tied up. He's insane, dude. He's playing like this is his team. Daniel Shallowy, man, just when he hits the ball. And now he had a couple opportunities, too, that I think he soared over the net. But it's like he's he's going to get one. He's going to do something. Yeah. And I, I just feel like, you know, there had to have been people saying that he was the player to watch this year. Like, I just feel like people said that yeah if only somebody had a podcast and they could podcast about it dude they got on a podcast before the season started and one of the co-hosts said i really think Daniel shallow is the player to watch yeah and then they got merch and and <laughs> and their new shirt design says daniel on daniel uh it's just a don't know if we can sell new, that one it's a new segment dude it's coming it's coming daniel my brother you know maybe it's a an elton john lyric i don't know <laughs> Uh, 77th minute. This is probably where Sporting Casey should have taken the lead. This was another good save from Brad Stuver one-on-one with Johnny Russell. What I want to focus on more than the save, though, is, my lord, this pass from Gianluca Buzio. Deep oh, in his own territory. He yeah, looks up. spiritual with it. He looks up. He's, he's at the far end of the center circle. He looks up, sees Johnny making a run, and chips an absolutely perfect 50-yard ball right to a cover, Johnny Russell, in literally the only place Johnny can get it where all he has to do is first touch it down and then has a one-on-one shot with Stuver. Unfortunately, he sends it right at Stuver's chest if he would have sent it anywhere else. Sporting KC would have won. But it's no wonder multi-million dollar offers are coming in from Italy and from the Netherlands and from all over Europe for Buzio if he can do stuff like that. He's got to knock this shit off. Because he's going to leave. <laughs> he's got to relax, dude. I mean, he's got to just tone down this play, maybe ride the bench for a couple games. It's just – it's crazy. Yeah, he's uh, – you know, Portland's not great, by the way. Portland's not doing wonderful. So, maybe he doesn't need to play this weekend. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he – um, I really like him at the number six. I know that's not what his preferred or natural spot is, but this is the best stretch of games I've seen from Gianluca Buzio since he signed with Sporting KC. And there's something about his field vision and his work rate where him at the number six just opens up the game so much more offensively for Sporting Casey. So I don't know. He's, we'll he's a monster in, in a teenager's body. It's, it's unreal. 85th minute, Stuver again, standing on his head, punching the ball out. Fontes kicks the ball back in the box. There's a, a nice little back heel by Johnny. Um, was it Kyrie, I think, gets in there and tries to put it away. It's deflected around again. Should it have been a sporting KC goal? Probably, but Stuver not only punches it, he gets a foot to it, then stops it. It's, I mean, this dude was literally seemed like a superhuman on the field. It was unreal. I mean, he had some help back there too. Beasler's seems to be orchestrating a decent back line. And uh, it's interesting because didn't back to back weeks, Austin stole a point at Seattle and then stole a point at sporting. I mean, that's a, 
that's good for them. They get to go home and be like, look what we just did. The top two teams in the West and we took points, you know? I mean, you're not wrong. Sporting KC continue to be second place in the West, uh, 17 points behind the Seattle Sounders. Um, so, you know, sport. What'd you say? 17? Not 17 points. Yeah, 17 points. Who is? Sporting KC has 17 points. Oh, okay. I thought you said we were 17 points behind the Seattle Sounders. I said, the hell you say? Oh, no. We're like so a we, single we, point, bro. We have 17 points. We're only behind the Seattle Sounders. They have 18 gotcha. points. I was like, what are you? Are you looking at 2009? Where, now, where are you? It is slightly misleading, not to be a downer, but. Don't do this. Sporting have 17 points through nine games. Seattle have 18 points through eight games. And just behind oh, us, LA sure. Galaxy, 15 points through seven games. So they're yeah. two games behind. That's fine. We just got to keep rolling. Can't worry about that. Galaxy's going to Galaxy, and maybe they make the playoffs. Maybe they don't. Seattle probably gets first place anyway, so we'll constantly be chasing that all year. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, LA, you know, they're phenomenal at home so far this year. Undefeated, 4-0-0 away, 1-2-0, not as great. Don't uh, give know. a shit because it's LA Galaxy. <laughs> um, Sporting KC also undefeated at home, 3-0-2. Uh, only two losses of the year came on the road, but, you know, we'll see. Um, Sporting KC go take on the Portland Timbers. Uh, as you said, coming up this weekend, Portland um, coming off of a, a, a couple losses in a row. Yeah. Um, Sporting has had trouble historically with Portland, but, you know, they're nine points through seven games, 1.29 points per game, minus two goal differential. This is certainly a team that is not without flaws. Well, I wonder if Zussi will be be back because he left the field with a little hamstring Mm -hmm. uh, tightness. And, you know, you never can be too careful about that kind of stuff. But he was on the radio this week talking about how they love going to Portland and how the weather's always nice for soccer. You know, and uh, is that true? Is Portland weather pretty, pretty legit, pretty decent summers? Yeah, it can get a little warm. I mean, in the, in the spring, it's it's definitely rainy, but when it's sunny in Portland, man, I mean, you're hard pressed to find a more beautiful city. Yeah, so. pretty cute. Feeling pretty, pretty cute and pretty. <laughs> it's a it's a good town. Uh, lots of good food. Um, yeah. Lots of really great outdoor activities. So I love Portland. Nice. It's cool. Well, yeah, Zeus said they're excited to go up there, and I'm like. You said they, Zeusy. Do you mean are you included there? Like, are you feeling better? I, I can't see that he goes up there. I'm sure Jalen Lindsay starts. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, it is interesting. I did mention, you know, Sporting KC's ML is kind of falling behind early in matches now. Uh, Peter Ramiz was asked if that's a concern, and he said it's not a concern at all. I think when you play the way we've been playing the last four and a half games, and the way that we're playing, it's going to continue to keep yielding results. Uh, he goes on to say more about it. I don't know. Are are you concerned at all about this little mini trend of Sporting KC going down early and having to fight their way back? Uh, it's not a great trend. I mean, Peter clearly is not expressing any kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, he, he's not worried about it, apparently. But there's going to be – when he said that, I was like, the hell you say? What do you mean you're not <laughs> worried? Like, if this becomes a consistent trend, yeah, that's worrisome. Like, even if you continue to come back and win games, like – no one wants to do that. No one wants to chase the game right. and overexert all that energy. Right. So I see what you're doing, Peter. I see your game, but like, don't lie to me. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't pee on my shoe and tell me it's gravy. Don't do that. <laughs> um, 
I think going up to Portland, it's always a tough place to play at Portland. Um, Sporting KC have gotten results there before, but it's it's definitely not an easy place to play. The Timbers Army is a very you know formidable uh, fan base. Um, how are you feeling? Do you think we're going to go up there and get a result, or you know is this a, a bounce back game potentially for Portland, who's on a little bit of a down streak? Well, you would think. I mean, you got to feel a little comfortable going up there and uh, and getting something done, right? I mean, I don't know if I'm I'm good. I don't think I ever feel comfortable going on the road in MLS. I mean, I know, um, you know, Portland, you know, they, they lost 3-0 to uh, um, the Philadelphia Union in their last game, uh, but they also beat the LA Galaxy 3-0 in the game prior. And they beat San Jose 2-0 in the game before that. So, I mean, it's possible for them to get results and, and win. I just, I don't know why this game feels a little bit like a trap game to me. Well, we but we got Alan Polito back, dude. You don't think he's going to be jazz? I mean, that's true. That's a good point. It's a good point. I think a result is definitely a possibility. Don't want to say that. I think that if we lose, I won't be surprised because Portland always seems like a challenge, but We'll see. Well, yeah, they're, they're not ready either because Allen hasn't played a million games this year. He's been in and out a few times, whether it's with mm-hmm. national team duty or a little injury here and there. So it's not like they can scout the hell out of this man. I, I just true. think I think we go up there and get a victory. And, okay. you know, Toledo's going to get some kind of goal or assist. Shallowy probably does the same because that's the rhythm we're in right now. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, one of us uh, called Shadowy as a player to watch before the year, and the other one did not. So I'm going to defer to the guy who did. So you should listen to me because I'm a smart <laughs> freaking man. Um, I want to kick it here to uh, the interview with Allie in a little bit. But first, we would be remiss if we didn't check in with our Daniel Shallowy correspondent, Drake Ewing. And uh, Drake sent us another message. He's on the Shallowy Watch, and he says the Shallowy stock rises to the price of the Performance Package 4.0 Plus Peak Hygiene Plan. Did you know that the Lawnmower 4.0 comes with a wireless charging system? He basically does our read for us and then says, oh, remember nice. to use the code no other pod at checkout, all one word, all uppercase at manscaped.com. So, Drake, thanks again. You know, it's, and he says he's going to send us a picture of him in, in the tank top once he gets it because you're hey, a, a tank top there it is. so tank top bros man yep that's you great and drake. so uh we we appreciate drake on uh, on the shallowy watch keep them coming drake it's it's always good but uh manscaped man we're we're back and we're coming up on father's day so yep. this is so uh, i hope everyone's got their orders in already because <laughs> it's probably too late to get it by father's day uh you know maybe but we'll Unless see you want to pay you the know. holy crap shipping to you know expedite that <laughs> you know but um as you know, Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift for your dad. I mean, at this, do you still need a Maybe. gift for your dad? Unless he's a dick, then it's like, <laughs> why, why would you? But no, I, I, I got a gift for my dad, yeah. I only just ordered a gift for my dad, but if you have not yet ordered a gift for your dad, make him proud and get him and get yourself one too, a Manscaped lawn po- Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. Drake Ewing told you, you know what it is. 20% off plus free shipping with the code no other pod, all one word, all uppercase at manscaped.com. Dan's dad has one. He's going to be all nice and shaved and not hairy for Father's Day. Yeah. 
So how about do you use good. yours? How often do you use yours to to shave your ginger pubes? How, how often do you uh... <laughs> I use it as I need to? We're not going to get into the that level of of, of scheduling. But, I just uh, I'll just interested if curtains and drapes and all that. I was just curious. Uh, Manscaped curtains is the and only... drapes are the same thing. Sorry, <laughs> Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming and just launched the lawnmower 4.0. Imagine the look on your dad's face when you're like, Dad, Happy Father's Day! I got you this gift. He opens it up and it's a sleek, well-designed and optimized body hair trimmer that says your balls will thank you on the box. Probably not something dad would have thought, but the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. And uh, the trimmer includes multifunction on off switch that can engage in that travel lock, which we've talked about. It's a great feature. If you or your dad does traveling, it's got that 4,000 K LED light. It's got customizable trim lengths through guards with sizes one through four, wireless charging using electromagnetic induction, every single cool thing you could want. And maybe you're like, look, I'm not like Daniel. I don't want to talk about shaving balls with my dad. So it's uh, that's that's not my thing. But you know what? That's OK, because Manscaped has the Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer. And it's the best nose hair trimmer on the market. And it's the perfect gift for your dad. They also have products like Cologne, the Crop Mop Ball Wipes, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, and the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. And y'all know this is going to make Daniel happy. All Manscaped products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, dye-free, and vegan. So there you go. For all you vegans out there. (laughs) Get 20% off plus free shipping with at manscaped.com with code NOOTHERPOD, all caps, all one word. Get your dad a gift you know he will use. Your mom's going to appreciate it too. I'm just saying. It's there. So 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code NOOTHERPOD. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls this year. Show your original home some love with Manscaped. folks welcome back as promised we have a very special guest uh you may know her as the new sideline reporter for sporting kansas city maybe you know her uh for working for casey woso as a on-air talent uh media extraordinaire or maybe you listen to her show on 810 whb she's having the best pandemic out of everybody we're all just <laughs> growing our hair at home but uh ali tros is with us today ali you are already better than carter augustine because he only came on here once here here twice hey i'll take it i'll take it love you carter but (laughs) love carter and so excited for him with all the exciting stuff that he's got coming up and i i'm overdue with you know a time to get together with him to pick his brain about you know the ins and outs of the role that he had for the last three years but no i'm so excited uh to be sporting's new sideline reporter had a ton of fun uh doing my first game on saturday it was very hot of course my first game was like middle of the day um don't fact check me hottest June day of in Kansas city history, uh, within that time frame, I would imagine. So, um, that was definitely, uh, a, a very warm welcome, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, you know, you're very active on social media and everyone, uh, that follows you pretty much knows what you're up to, but for those that maybe we have listeners that really aren't on social media, I mean, they'll send us emails and stuff like that, you know, uh, any snail mail yet, Jimmy? Nothing. We haven't gotten any snail mail. No. PO box. No, not not yet. <laughs> this is the first time for everything. 
Well, Ali, you have about 19 jobs now and it's, uh, it's crazy. I think about it. I'm like, there's 24 hours in a day. How is she doing this? <laughs> Tell everyone like what, uh, give us an update. What, what the heck is going on with you? Yeah. So, um, you know, this year started and so we'll backtrack to like end of 2020, beginning of 2021. And, you know, the news comes out that Casey's getting a professional women's soccer team, which for someone like me, who, you know, my idols growing up were, you know, the 99ers on the you know women's national team, that is really what I think kind of pushed my love for soccer at a really young age. And so having that, you know, return to Kansas City after the FCKC, you know, kind of debacle and that not really working out, that happened right as I was leaving, or right as I was arriving at Kansas City, the team was leaving. And so, you know, I never really got to experience professional women's soccer here. And so when I found out a team was coming, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how, how do I get involved? So of course, me being all over Twitter, I DM'd um, Chris Long, one of the owners, and was just like, hey, let's hop on a Zoom, let's talk. I'd love to see how I can get involved with the team and the coverage of it. And got on a Zoom, kind of like created a role out of that. It's not like a very unique role, I guess you could say, because you see a lot of people, you know, have a digital host or, you know, something like that. But, you know, just kind of helped pave that, you know, that role, you know, the, the way for that role for the team and loved that, had so much fun starting to do that. And then, you know, as we started talking about the broadcast side, they were like, well, would you want to be our analyst? And I was like, you know, haven't done much of that, but uh, as Andy Reid says, I look forward to the challenge of blank. And I look forward to the challenge of, you know, being a, a soccer analyst for a pro women's sports team. So, you know, that was all kind of coming together at a time when, you know, I'm figuring out, figuring out how to like add these new roles into my, into my life and into my job. And then I get the call that Sporting Kansas City needs a new sideline reporter. And Hey, do you want to, uh, do you want to be in? And I was like, I, for anyone that knows me, a lot of people who know me really well know that like I've been around sporting for a while. I've covered the team since I moved here, um, back in like 20, I moved here in 2017, started covering the team in 2018. And that was like my dream job, honestly, like that's, this is the sideline role of sporting is kind of what I've been working towards. Um, and something that I just always thought would be like a really awesome job to, to have. So of course it comes at a time when, you know, a lot of other things were happening, but it all has worked out and I'm just so excited. Uh, luckily MLS and WSL shout out, not too many uh, conflicts there on the calendar. So I uh, get to thankfully, you know, work with both teams and, and help, bring the game closer to fans. So it's just, yeah, dream come true is, is an understatement, but yeah, that's kind of how it all came to be. And it was just a few months time. And then here we are. You might have We're some long days ahead with your uh, double headers coming up, huh? That'll be fun. Yeah, no, it'll uh, <laughs> next Wednesday, I believe is the first one. So Casey Wosa will play at one out at legends field boarding later that night, Colorado's coming to town. So That'll be my first one. So we'll see. I'm like so excited about it right now, but ask me after how I'm feeling. Cause then I have to golf. I don't have to, I want to, I'm, I'm voluntarily doing this, but I'm golfing in the eight ten like client golf tournament the next day. So oh, that'll wow. be a late night, get up and okay. Back to another, uh, it's a marathon, not a spring. Well, we're excited for you. I mean, it's uh, everyone that follows you. I think you've had overwhelming uh, support and compliments and whatnot. So huge congrats to you. Oh, it's been like humbling to say the least. I, um, you know, like I said, it was my dream job. If no one said anything, I would have been just as excited, but, you know, just seeing the support, I think is really motivating and 
not that I didn't already want to do a good job, but it just makes me want to do, you know, the best possible job because I know that a lot of people support me. A lot of people are watching and, you know, I just want to make sporting Kansas city fans proud. I want to, you know, like I said, bring the game closer and, and help, you know, elevate the broadcast in any way I can. So it was a really fun first game. And I just look forward to, um, to finding new ways to make it my own over the next, you know, couple of months. That's very cool. And so you also still have your own show on 810. Is that correct? Yeah. So I, um, I'm hosting, I started during the pandemic hosting sports Saturday, every Saturday morning from nine to 11 and, you know, had a, a year under my belt of that got to, you know, test my radio broadcasting chops during a pandemic, which was talk about a challenge. I mean, you're trying to find different things to talk about, but in addition to just testing, you know, me as a broadcaster, it also really put me to work networking. You know, I reached out to Holly Rowe and Taylor Twelman, different people to try to get, you know, some different names on my show and, you know, allowed me to keep fine tuning my interviewing skills, my broadcasting skills, helping me find my voice. I mean, I, you know, with helping me, you know, really advance and, and progress um, career-wise just because of the confidence that it's given me just talking into a microphone. I mean, you know, there's an on-camera element, sure, but the camera doesn't bother me as much. It's more of like, hey, do I feel confident in what I'm saying? And, you know, that also comes with knowledge about how to better prepare for, you know, the games that you're going to call or the show you're about to do, interview you're about to conduct, and then um, just getting reps. I mean, reps, and, no, and anything that you do are so important. And so I'd say, you know, while the last year was pretty slow for everyone, um, getting to do that show on 810, which is now kind of rebranded into kickoff with Allie from nine to 10 in the morning, um, you know, getting to do that, I think really helps me, like I said, find my voice and just get confident going live or, you know, doing interviews and just different things like that. And, you know, we definitely want to touch more on KCNWSL and obviously SKC, but, you know, you have been around doing on-camera stuff, like you said, for for a, a number, whether it's Arrowhead Pride or SKC or whatnot. Um, you know, we do a podcast. We have a small glimpse into what it's like in an audio medium, but if we mess up or we say something stupid or whatnot, we can stop the recording, go back, edit it out, change it. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. What's it like driving your own live show where if you, I mean, you're responsible for an hour plus worth of content and there's no time for mistakes or dead air or anything like that. Yeah. It's so funny. I like, if I go back and listen to like some of the first like shows I did, you can just like tell in my voice how like nervous I was, or just like that I was probably reading from a script like I used to kind of like semi write my opening like my opens um like the interviews I've always felt really comfortable with because I love talking to people but just like see you in the microphone like entertain these people and I'm like oh my god like what am I saying you know um I think again when I say like finding my voice just learning how to be comfortable just being off the cuff and just being myself and trusting that I know what I'm saying and not getting in my head to where then I trip over my words and other things like that so, I mean, honestly, just like doing that kind of solo, like, hey, you got to, you know, give a monologue or you got to just open the show, just stuff like that, that sounds so simple and, and really isn't that big of a deal, but just getting over those first few times and getting more comfortable doing it, um, you know, that was big. And also just like the preparation. I mean, it's so different when you're putting together like a video report with just kind of like the highlights, like, hey, here are three things people should know. And, and like, you know, the information, but like, 
to know the information inside and out, to talk about it for like an hour or for a two hour show and to jump from topic to topic, knowing how much time you actually have, like 48 minutes can sometimes feel really long. Sometimes it can feel really short and usually, you know, you got to time it with breaks. And so just kind of learning how like, and, and for me, like I, you know, kind of did the show as a one woman band. I had uh, my board op, Blake, who, you know, we would collaborate, you know, a lot. And he was kind of a co-host of sorts. But as far as like, you know, he was also busy running the board. So a lot of it would kind of come down on me. So um, that was just really good experience. And just, I mean, I can't say enough about how much that did for me in, in growing as a broadcaster. It just like, I think anyone, like literally anybody that's looking to get into sports, sports broadcasting, um, TV, like, go do radio. If you want to become a better broadcaster, like get on a radio station and, and talk, you know, get interviewed or host a show. It's just like, that has been some of the best experience I've ever gotten. Well, you have to have the gift of gab. You have to be ready to talk all the time. Uh, and, and when we all come home from work, most things, you know, your partner says, Hey, how was your day? Tell me about it. Do you ever come home and your fiance, Tom is like, Hey, how was your day? And you're like, just, I don't really want to talk. I do that all the time. Okay. <laughs> sometimes it's the opposite. Like he can probably hear me right now, but sometimes I'll come home and I'm still like on, like I'm still in my <laughs> He's like, I need you to take it down like 10. Change the station. Here I'm level two. Like, and not to say that I'm, you know, like different when I'm on air versus off air, but it's just like, you're, you're just kind of like a little bit more in intense than you are in like everyday conversation, especially with someone that like you live with your, you know, like you said, it's your partner. Like you just talk to that person all the time. It's like, I need you to take it down a notch. Like you're not talking to me <laughs> over, over the airwaves here. <laughs> right. You're still in radio alley mode. We're at home. Yes. <laughs> I'm fascinated by this KCNWSL job that you have, because as you mentioned, FC Kansas city was here and, and on the field, they were, they were very successful, but we all know there were some issues in terms of marketing and with ownership group support and, and it ultimately didn't work out here in Kansas city. They went to salt Lake and, and then came back. Your role in KCNWSL is so interesting to me because part of what seems so different this time around is community buy-in and, you know, part of that is the ownership group that's locally based and seems to have a real interest in investing back in the community. But having somebody like you who's been entrenched in the Kansas City sports community get in basically on the ground level with the club and sort of be that hype person to, to get people excited. Um, to me, from, a, from an outside objective perspective, that seems like that's a, a, a real key difference in how the club is operating now versus before. So I'd be curious your take on that. Yeah, you know, again, I can't speak too much of what it was like when it was FCKC. And like, when I say debacle, I, I meant that kind of off the mm -hmm. field stuff and um, definitely not the on field because like sure. you said, we're very successful. But, you know, for me and, and my role and, and being kind of that face and voice on social media, you know, in the community and, and whatnot, and especially, you know, using my show and my platform to promote, promote women's sports is something that is important to me no matter what. And it just so happens that it's my favorite sport. So it's kind of a win-win. Um, it's easy for me to, you know, kind of be that person for them because I, I am as excited about it as I try to come off when I, you know, talk about it and, and relay that information to fans, whether it's through a game preview or through a, you know, weekly recap, you know, I'm not, I'm not naive to the fact that, you know, soccer in the U.S. is still a very new thing, you know, like, 
MLS is very young and WSL is even younger. And it's like, how can we, you know, take these leagues in their really early young teenage, young adult stages, if we're looking at it from like human ages, um, and how can we help grow them and get fans excited and, and young fans. I love looking at, you know, my social media, especially like on the Casey Woso pages on like Instagram and Twitter and like seeing who's like interacting with it, who's liking it, who's commenting. And like a lot of it, you know, a lot of the commenters and people interacting are young female soccer players. Like, I think that's so cool. And I know that young Allie growing up in St. Louis playing soccer would have absolutely loved to have had a professional women's soccer team, part of the NWSL, um, that wasn't, you know, a thing when I was, you know, maybe really young, but, um, or actually, yeah, at any point growing up, but, you know, when I, when I look at that, when I see like all these young, young player, you know, female soccer players out of games and these young women, like so excited about the team, that was me. And so I, you know, it's, it's more of like a personal mission for me than anything else. You know, it's a, it's a professional one too, but there is definitely like a personal investment in, in this team and, and what it means for, for Kansas city and, and for women's sports and for, you know, young girls coming up who can kind of look to these women and be like, Oh, that can be me. And any way that I can bring them closer to that is, and that's my job. You're, you, you went from audio broadcasting and then, got, you know, got some screen time and some camera time with uh, Woso. And now you're stepping up to like, Holy cow, some serious camera time, like, sideline reporter maybe we check to you every once in a while you're not on there all the time but come on kctv5 this is a huge deal yes you're excited are you super nervous about anything is there one thing in your mind where you're like mm, hope that doesn't happen or hope i don't act like that or anything you know um i am like my biggest critic all the time like i self-critique so hard like if someone's like oh like you did a good job i'm like i could tell you five things right off the top of my head that i would have done differently like just watching it back or you know things like that um i'm not like honestly nervous like even my first game doing stuff with sporting you know i think you always have to go in when you work in like live broadcast anything just with the understanding that something's going to go wrong how are you going to roll with it and make sure that anyone watching has no idea you know, if you look flustered, if you come off like stressed, or if you let, you know, a, you know, a miscue with the, with the production crew kind of come through on camera, people are going to know, but they don't need to know otherwise. So you just like, that's kind of part of the job. Um, you know, with the analyst stuff, I think I actually won't be on camera too much if I'm correct. I think you just kind of like, we'll do, I actually have no idea, idea how we're going to do those games. So our <laughs> first TV game is coming up um, in the next few weeks, but right now we're just doing them on radio. So, you know, I get to kind of just keep my quarantine, uh, style going <laughs> as much, as long as I can milk it, you know, the messy bun, you know, comfy clothes, but yeah, getting, uh, I, I, I did miss getting kind of like dressed up to go do stuff. So, uh, like, especially work stuff and, you know, not just like rolling with like leggings and, and a t-shirt all the time. So, um, that's welcomed. But as far as feeling like nervous, honestly, I just feel ready. Um, you know, the, the nerves come from just wanting to do a good job and, you know, wanting to make sure that I come across in, in the ways that I prepared to be, but, you know, I just, I'm so excited and ready for both of these roles. The way you were talking about rolling with the punches, that's kind of how like a, a theater actor would, would act, you know, when you're on stage, do you have a theater background or anything like that? <laughs> Not like anything super like well-organized when I was in college, I was, um, for my sorority, I was like involved in our skits for different like events throughout like the the school year. 
Sure. Um, so I would, I would help write them and I would also act in them, but I love, I actually, uh, fun fact about me, one of my really good friends and I in college actually talked a lot about like moving to Chicago and doing second city, just in like, right. Being like a, a comedy writer and like writing for SNL or something like that. Like I love, I love telling jokes or like taking something too far, just like being like witty and, and things like that. So that's, you know, my, that's the extent of my like theater background. I appreciate like good theater and good comedy and like good standup. Um, I don't think that I can, I can't make fun of myself enough to like make a career out of it. There's no way. Like I'm so impressed with like so many different stand-up, you know, comedians that I follow, but no, I, I theater is really fun. And I loved being a part of that when I was, when I was in school. And I wish I had I honestly gotten involved with it sooner, just because I think it's a good, like you said, it kind of translates well to a variety of different like career situations and just life situations. Sure. To, to wrap up some of the NWSL stuff, you know, you mentioned soccer in this country is a relatively young sport. MLS is even younger and the NWSL is even younger than MLS. And, you know, MLS has gone through its growing pains and is really starting to land in a more solid foundation and expansion. And NWSL feels like it's, it's working its, its way there too. There's, you know, expansion teams come in with Angel City. And I think I just saw San Diego, I think is going to get a NWSL team. Um, Casey Woso, you know, maybe on the field, they're still working their way back to the success they had in the past, but off the field, they're doing really well. And then there's obviously clubs like OL Reign and uh, the, the Portland Thorns that are huge. Then you had in like the streaming that comes with the Paramount Plus and now TV deals like KCTV5. Where do you see the future of NWSL in this country in terms of continued growth and prominence as it grows alongside MLS and just soccer in general? Yeah, I mean, I think the exposure is the biggest part because the talent's there, right? I mean, it's the best women's league in the world for soccer. And so, you know, to me, it's more about um, how that, you know, how the sport can keep, you know, popping up on on national television and, and can become even more accessible to the fan base. And, you know, that starts, I think, with really good ownership groups like Angel City, like you mentioned, is just like, what? When you look at some of the names that are um, listed as part of that and and, you know, just the job that they've done in creating this like huge support system and this huge support group behind a team that hasn't even taken the field yet. You know, I think branding in sports is such an interesting conversation. I had Chad Reynolds of Sporting Kansas City on my show to talk about that just because, you know, it, it's definitely for sports everywhere. You know, there's a, a long history and how branding's kind of evolved, you know, through the history of American sports and, um, you know, with soccer and and you know, other kind of younger sports, it's kind of a unique opportunity to create a, a new fan. Whereas like, you know, a lot of kids that grew up watching the NFL, for example, it's like, oh, my dad watched it. And, you know, just kind of like, you just create new fans as you mm -hmm. like have families and basically, you know, stuff like that. But um, as far as like where I see the league going, um, man, I just, I, I do, you know, see them expanding quite a bit more teams. Um, you know, I think getting closer to you know, an MLS type number, maybe not like that many, but like 20 teams, I think would be a good, um, a good target. And then, you know, just the exposure, the TV deals that to me is going to constantly, you know, constantly be the driver and the success continued success of the U S women's national team is also going to, you know, be a huge driver. I think that that 2019 win really kind of 
launched uh, a huge, like that gave them a huge momentum boost. And so that's kind of where I see it going. But, you know, I think that it, there's a high ceiling. Um, it's still young enough where I think there's a lot of opportunity to um, kind of make it big. But I think Lisa Baird's been a, a good commissioner and they've, they've got, you know, some good people in charge. So it's just going to be making sure that that's, you know, maintained. Well, you have one game under your belt for being the SKC sideline reporter. I don't think it's too soon we start talking about, are you prepared to get that halftime soundbite from a grumpy Peter Vermees? I'm ready. You know, I've talked with <laughs> Peter a number of times. I've gotten snapped at by Peter before in like a press conference. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm ready. And, you know, I, the nice thing, you know, with this new role is that it kind of gives me even you know, greater access to the team than I even had before. I developed really good relationships through my other roles, but, you know, this is, is a new level. Um, so I, and I'll get to, you know, travel with the team and, you know, kind of get to know the players and, and Vermees better and, and, you know, earn that trust and, and just know how to approach some of those situations. Cause yeah, they're not, the team's doing really well, but it's not always going to be wins and smiles. Sometimes it's going to be a lot of frustration, whether you know, with the team, with the refereeing, whatever it is, whatever happens in, in, you know, a game that doesn't go the way that they would have liked, you know, you're, I'm there to deal with it. I've got to deal with that. So to me, that's just a good, you know, challenge how to ask, you know, good questions that also, you know, one of my, the biggest pieces of advice I got from a broadcast coach, you know, you don't, don't tell a player or coach their business. Like, I'm not there to be like, Hey, you know, you're, (laughs) your team, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, I can say that. You can't say that. You know, it's just right. kind of like some of those things, just like ask a question. Usually in those situations, I just try to keep it short and sweet. Let them do the talking, try to, see, you know, fewer words for me, more for yeah. them. So, well, there was, Yeah, there were some times where Peter would come back at Carter and he would just kind of deadpan into the camera, like back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not an easy it job. It happens, you know, but you'll be calling yeah. him Pete in no time, I'm sure. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I, I would never want to like, and that's just more of, you know, not wanting to come across unless I was like instructed to call him that. Um, I would never Peter occasionally <laughs> no, coach most of the time. Pete, he'd probably be like, literally no one calls me that. What are you doing? <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> You've done sideline reporting before. I think it was at Austin that you were going yeah. down there pretty often and doing sideline reporting for them, you know, this is obviously a different level. So what are some of the, or are there really any differences or, or do you just sort of get in game mode and you're like, I've done this before I'm doing it again. Um, I, I mean, the Bally production, you know, the sporting production is definitely like much bigger than anything I've ever done. I've done like high school sideline. I've done, you know, like you said, Austin bowl USL sideline, but this is definitely a much bigger production like a a lot more you know goes into it just from even my my first game seeing the week before everything that went into it game day what goes into it um but you know just a lot there are some like similarities and just that you know you've got someone talking to you in your ear you've got you know your different things kind of throughout the game for sideline at least you know you've got your halftime responsibilities pre-game post-game and then in-game it's like okay, if there's an injury, you go get that update. You have, you know, other stuff that you were able to get from training the week before and in different conversations that you had with coach or players. And it's like, hey, you know, Nate, Jacob, if you guys are talking, you know, my producer knows, hey, if they're talking about this, well, hey, Allie's got more on that. So let's go down to her. And so it's just like finding ways to kind of like, you know, bring me in that are conversational and also informative. And so just, 
you know, having that's, you know, a ton of preparation during the week. Cause you're not just preparing for both teams, but you're also preparing, Hey, what's stuff that could add to the broadcast that people wouldn't, um, you know, otherwise know, if not, you know, for the access that I have. So that's, you know, probably one of the parts that I enjoyed the most about getting ready for the game was just like, you know, what, what can I add in, in different, you know, conversations that I had, what, what did I hear? What did I learn that could be, you know, kind of cool for people to find out via the broadcast. And I'm sure it's probably helpful. I mean, you've known Nate for a while and Nate's been doing this with sporting for a while. So I'm sure it's helpful to have a teammate like him who, who knows the team and the club and the broadcast, like the back of his hand. Oh my gosh. Like I getting to see like firsthand, you know, again, how the behind the scenes work, like so impressed with just like how smoothly he is able to, you know, game in and game out, just deliver because it is when you kind of see it behind the scenes, like, like they make it sound so much more effortless than it actually is, I think, but no, Nate's been, you know, now a a good friend, but a huge proponent, you know, mine in my career and is the reason I ended up at 810. Um, You know, he spoke very highly of me to the, uh, the higher ups there and has just been so supportive. And it's just been really fun getting to, you know, know him and his awesome family better. And, and it's just been so fun working with him and getting to know Jacob better as well. I made the mistake of calling him Jake on the broadcast. So oh, no. uh, he might, he might need to get me back with like a truth <laughs> or something like that here soon, but oh, so no, that's a no, no, it's not Jake. I know. I know. I know. So I did not know lesson that. learned lesson. Well, it, it's not like a, a big thing, but it's just like, you know, he prefers Jacob. So I'm not going to call him Jake. Uh, <laughs> I did that though on my first broadcast. So we'll uh, try to get off to a, a better start with my, uh, my other broadcast team member, but no, it's been so fun. <laughs> like, and I, I look forward to like the more the three of us kind of like get to work together, just like different fun things that we can, can bring to the broadcast. Cause you know, I, I'm, like I said, I've got, a little bit of a theater skid background. Maybe I'll, I'll bring some, uh, some shenanigans down on the sideline. <laughs> there you go. We love that. You know, when it's all said and done, is there, what's the, do you think about the big picture? Is there like an end goal in sight? Like, do you know what you want to do or are you just kind of just enjoying the ride? I mean, honestly, I'm currently in what my dream jobs were. So it's kind of hard to say wow. like, because this is what I've been working towards, like as in short-term goals. I mean, long-term um, would, I would love to, you know, be on the broadcast crew for like a world cup Olympic, you know, something like that would just be amazing. Um, but I love soccer and, you know, I think as far as like long-term broadcasting goes, like being involved in, um, you know, in the soccer world, is definitely where like my priority is there, but I love Kansas city, I love sporting, love Casey NWSL, love, you know, my two current jobs and, um, my job at 810, you know, is, is involved in that because you can hear both Casey and WSL and sporting on 810. So I'm, you know, all over the 810 side too. And um, no, I just, I literally could not be happier uh, doing what I'm doing right now. Very cool. So cool. D- dream jobs, uh, planning a wedding. I just, oh my gosh, just yeah. coming that, up aces for Allie that, Trost. That's here. something else that's happening too. Yeah. Getting married <laughs> next year. So, so it was, uh, it's been wild, but it's been fun. Cool. We'd, we'd be remiss to let you go if we didn't ask your thoughts about SKC's performance on the field so far this season. You know, you know they're sitting in second place in the West behind Seattle. Uh, there have been some some ups and, and some slight downs for SKC, but but mostly pretty solid this year. You know, second in the league on points if you count the goal differential tiebreaker. So just what are your thoughts so far and what does Sporting KC have to do to continue their uh, upward trajectory this year? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I've been really impressed and really impressed, you know, with Gianluca Busio's uh, just continued progression as a, you know, professional soccer player and, and not just that, but doing it at a number of different positions, playing at the six. I've liked Elie playing at center back, which is not mm -hmm. something I thought I would have ever said. Um, if you had told me that Nicholas Isimat Marin would go down game two halfway through and not come back for the next however many weeks it's been, I would have been like, Ooh, that's, you know, that's a big red flag. And I think, you know, Andre Ufantas having the season that he's had um, so far and, and just his relationship with Elie and how that's translated to, you know, success on the field has been good. And, you know, in the attack, just Alan Polito healthy and playing. I mean, what more can you ask for? He's just, he's as good as he was advertised and he's just been so fun to watch. He makes everyone on the field around him better and just gives this sporting offense a, a really just dynamic element that was definitely missing in the past. It's it's the number nine that fans were asking for. They got it and he's delivering. So I it's just been really fun to watch. Um, you know, with Busio playing at the six, loving Gotti at the 10. He's just such a, you know, I would categorize him as one of those players who's just like annoying to play against, you know, like if you're up against him, just how he, you know, fights his way into the box and just how hard he is to bring down, even, you know, with his size, it's just, you know, it's been cool to see him and uh, Polito combine up top. And no, I've been really impressed. Daniel Shallowy. I mean, after the last two seasons he's had, like, just to see him kind of come out, you know, here on the other side. And uh, there was a stat that I saw, oh my gosh, let's see if I can pull it up here really quick, but <laughs> He, uh, you know, his combined goals and assists is third best in the league, uh, only behind uh, Rui Diaz and Chicharito. So it's like the fact that he's, you know, had such early success and is on a short list like that, you know, I think speaks volumes to how he's, um, you know, just prepared himself for this season and had even more importantly, you know, than the on the field, just the mental on, off, you know, on and off the field, getting uh, to a point where you can push past uh, some of that, whatever, you know, dealing with the last couple of seasons. So I've been really impressed um, as long as they can stay healthy and we'll see what happens with Busio when he goes. Um, if he does end up leaving, you know, this summer, I think that that's going to leave a huge hole in the team and it's going to take away a versatile piece that, you know, is so important, especially as you get into the hot summer months. So I think that would be a huge bummer for the team, but um, liking what I'm seeing right now. Um, yeah. It's just stay healthy. <laughs> See, the Daniel Shallowy stat I saw was when he came on no other pot, he just all he does is <laughs> score and assist. So since you're here, I fully expect you to have about five more jobs uh, next month or so. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what right. I'm working towards. I'm kidding. No, I would probably have to turn. I, I think I'm at a point where I would respectfully turn that down. I think your hands I'm are good. Full. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next thing we know, you're going to be offered like the GM position of the Chiefs and it's just going to be like, you know. <laughs> I hope not because I'm terrible at math. And so if they had me having to like, you know, maneuver the cap and however Brett Veach has done it, we're going to keep him in that role because I think yeah. he's a fantastic job. And I, unless there's like an online, unless there's an app for managing the cap, I think I would be SOL. Yeah. Yeah. They seem like they know what they're doing over there. It's working. So. It's working for them. Yeah. Well, Allie, thank you so much for joining us again. You know, mm -hmm. we could talk to you for a long time. I got a lot more that I want to ask you at some point, but, you know, yeah. we want to be respectful of your time. So we'll have to have you on again at some point later. And uh, good luck with hey. the broadcast coming up for KCNWSL. Good luck with Sporting KC Sideline Reporting and good luck with 810. Um, where can people find you on, on social media if they want to follow you? 
Yeah, I was one of those weirdos who was on Twitter back in like 09. So you can find me at Allie Trost, no underscores, no numbers, just A-L-Y-T-R-O-S-T. Um, kind of on the Instagram, but it's just like more personal stuff. Twitter is where it, Twitter is where it's at for me. So you can follow me on there and uh, and I'm sure to be tweeting about something. If there's something happening in sports, <laughs> I'm tweeting about it. So very cool. Well, wow. Alan, thank you so much. Make sure you find her on 810 on the sideline with Sporting KC and in the booth with KC and WSL. Yeah. So thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again later. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Allie Trost, man. Damn tootin'. <laughs> She's, uh, she's so much fun to talk to. She's got so much going on, and we could have kept talking with her for a long time because I have so many more questions about behind-the-scenes stuff with both Sport and KC, KC and WSL. Uh, there's just a lot going on, but it's, it's cool to have somebody uh, be willing to come talk to us about all that cool stuff in the Kansas City professional sports scene. And, uh, yeah, you, I mean, we'll I, be seeing more of her all over the place. I don't think she wanted to be done. I think you were like, well, we'll let you go. And this look on her face was like, well, you don't have to like, <laughs> I, I was about to be like, do you want to just do the whole show with us? Like, I mean, we, we can keep you for the whole hour if you want. Cause this it's fun. <laughs> yeah. She, you know, we, we like to tell our guests, Hey, we're going to keep you for about 30 minutes. And we try to be respectful of that, but I, I have, you know, we'll have her on again. There's so much to talk to her about, especially as she gets more into the uh, analyst broadcasting with uh, Casey and WSL. Um, as, as the branding for KC NWSL continues to evolve, I'd, I'd love to talk to her more about that. And then obviously the sideline reporting as she does more with sporting KC, but thank you so much, Allie. Make sure you check her out on 810 uh, KC TV five with KC NWSL 810 and on the sporting KC broadcast, if you're not at the game. So pretty cool. Uh, we did allude in that interview to the double headers that are coming up. And Sporting KC and KC NWSL have, have seemingly partnered for uh, on June 23rd and June 26th. You can buy tickets, ticket packages to doubleheader events, and you can have a full day of local soccer. I plan to. And uh, you can also have a co-branded scarf uh, that they're offering, which I'm like, well, damn, I have tickets for both individually. How can I get that scarf? <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you call your ticket rep, Oh, yeah. They might be able to pull some strings. I'm on it. Adam, but, are you listening? Let's do this thing. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. 50 bucks general admission, 64 bucks reserved seating, and uh, two matches one day. Go check it out. What a better way to spend. You know, the Wednesday game I know can be a little tough for some people if you're working 1 p.m., uh, but Saturday, 4.30 p.m. at Children's Mercy Park Sporting KC versus LAFC, and then just hop right on over to see KC NWSL take on Washington at 7.30 p.m. Not a bad way to spend your Saturday evening. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. So it's gonna be exciting. And uh sunscreen, sunscreen and food. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be bizarre. Yeah. Let's uh let's go ahead and get through, you know, we're this is a long episode, so we're gonna just touch on a couple of these questions here. Um Brendan M says, feels like every game we are a Tim Melia away from getting scored on because of the lack of pace in the back line. Is there a fix in the squad or is this just something we're going to have to deal with this year? So I don't know. What do you, what do you think? The, the, the back line, I will say, with Ilya and Andreu Fontes at center back, it's not the world's fastest center back combo, but. No, but it's also not the world's worst. No, I, mean, I don't. Things seem to be going okay. 
Yeah, I mean, there is a moment or two, you know, in a game where Timelia does Timelia things, but, you know, that's a lot better than having to have a game like Brad Stewart just had for Austin, where it's like your back line's not doing jack shit for you and you have to stand on your head in order to keep your team only allowing one goal. So true. Yeah, very true. You know, part of part of the issue with the pace, I guess, is the way Sporting KC plays. They have that high line, especially when they're on offense. And yeah, if that happens, then you got to get the timing right. And, and if somebody gets past Ilya and, and Andre Fontes, they're probably not catching them. But that's why you have a guy like Tim Ilya back there. So yeah, you got Tim back there to clean up the uh, the junk, you know. But I just I keep wondering. I'm like, is is EC coming back in there? I mean, he's in the lineup, right? So it's it just must mean that Peter trusts Ilya to be doing what he's doing right now. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we've talked about how Ilya's in a contract year, man. Like, he could ideally be playing for some kind of an extension here. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see. Why not? I'm what, and he, he told us his favorite position is whatever gets him on the field. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, let's go with one more question. Sorry to the rest of you who asked questions. We'll try to get to them next week. We don't get to them this week. But Connor Bateman, this is an interesting one because this ties into something that I read earlier in the day. Connor says, if Buzio isn't on the Gold Cup roster, do you think he will try to play for the Italy national team if called up? Saw he was on the Italian national team radar. And this stems from Tom Bogert of MLSsoccer.com earlier on – well, actually later in the day on Monday, had tweeted out that the Italian national team continues to monitor monitor U.S. youth international Gianluca Buzio. They have reached out to his camp. Buzio has an Italian passport. He's represented the U.S. at all youth levels, including the 2019 U-17 World Cup, but has not yet made his U.S. MNT debut. Bogart does say that uh, Buzio is expected to be considered for the U.S. men's national team's Gold Cup squad next month. And, uh, you know, he would have to play four Gold Cup matches for the men's national team to be fully capped tied to the U.S. under the new rules. So, I don't know, man. None of us are in Buzio's head. But if you're Buzio and you're 19 and you're in the midst of your breakout MLS season and you still can't get into a Gold Cup roster, are you going to start looking at the Italian team if they're wanting you? That's, I mean, he would follow us following the footsteps of people who have done that people mm-hmm. that couldn't get looked at for the U S team. So they went and either played for Mexico or, or Chile or something, you know, it's uh, he, he, he'd be warranted, you know, that's acceptable for him to do that. No one would fault him. Yeah. It's um, I don't know, man, it really sucks. Cause he's doing so well. And I think there's so much potential there that it would be a real shame for, him to go through the entire U.S. youth system and then not ever get the actual call-up. I mean, like, what else are you going to – maybe this – I don't think this is a hot take. Maybe it is. Who cares if we win the Gold Cup? Who really cares? Use the Gold Cup going. People going to those games care. (laughs) But, I mean, like, if if you're me, we've won the Gold Cup before, and what does it get us? Okay, cool. You can brag for a couple years that you win a fake CONCACAF tournament. The Gold Cup should be... How dare you, sir? (laughs) The Gold Cup should be when you look at some of your younger guys, get them in some more meaningful international competition and see what you got building toward the World Cup. It was like the last Gold Cup before we had the, you know, failure of uh, the 2018 World Cup season. You're looking at that Gold Cup roster and you're just like, 
what are we doing here? We're still just running out the same old guys as before. So I don't know. It seemed, I mean, same thing happened in the 2019 gold cup after we failed to qualify you know, suddenly Michael Bradley and Josie Altador and all them are still, and I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, True. Is world cups next year, next year, huh? 2022. But in the winter uh, time, because mm-hmm. it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's wild, man. I, I get, I get your disrespect of the gold cup. I really do. <laughs> uh, you know, but it being a, a tournament and uh, you know, bringing some of those games here, Kansas City I just think it's going to be cool to actually see some national team soccer and while it maybe really doesn't mean a whole lot I'm excited to you know see some stuff that I wouldn't see before you Mm -hmm. know maybe maybe they put on a show because at the end of the day this is a an entertainment sport you know they're not playing for themselves yep so absolutely um a couple other things before we we sign off this week because we know it's a little bit of a longer episode um we are an MLS podcast. We are a sporting KC podcast, but we're, we're also soccer fans. And there was a, um, a pretty scary situation during the Euros uh, this week um, in, in the Denmark game, uh, Danish international Christian Eriksen just collapsed on the field. Um, reports are basically that, he pretty much died on the field and they had to resuscitate him. His, his team captain had to clear his airways and make sure he didn't swallow his throat and started CPR. And then he was consoling Christian Erickson's partner um, while the rest of his teammates made a wall around Erickson while medics worked on him and basically tried to protect his privacy. He's, he's reportedly stable and has talked to his teammates. And, and I mean, okay, I guess as a relative term, he might never not ever play soccer again, but did you see this and, and sort of, you know, I know Peter had some quotes and, and wanted to say that, you know, from the entire organization, they want to send their hearts out to Christian Erickson and his family. And Zeus, he talked about how it was a difficult scene to watch because this happened before their game. So yeah, I didn't even see it. I mean, I was obviously in the stadium. I just kind of saw, uh, or I was on my way to the stadium or something. I just saw like updates on the, on my phone. Yeah. Um, you know, Zussi, like, you know, it's a difficult scene to watch and, you know, everything stops and you just try to send all the positivity to him. And I just, Erickson's not that old. He's in his late twenties and I don't know if we'll, we know what happened yet, but just to see one of the top athletes in the world, just something happen and instantly go down. It's a scary situation. So, you know, um, our thoughts, I guess, go out to Christian Erickson and his family. We're glad that he's, he's, <clears throat> excuse me, doing better um hopefully he can heal and maybe somehow play soccer again it it might not happen but scary situation felt bad for his teammates who had to go out and then play a game again like just resume the game after that later that night yeah that's a little rough how do you i don't know how you just do that but uh i guess they were given they were given the option of finish it tonight finish it tomorrow or forfeit and lose three zero which no good option there I, I would, I probably would have done it that day too. Like no need to, you yeah. know, go warm up again and activate your body again the next morning, you know, let's, yeah. let's get going. So hopefully Christian is doing okay though. Um, Seems to be, yeah. Stable and all that. Yeah. And then the, just the last thing, Andrew McPherson emailed us and I love this. Yes. email, And I, I wish. I love was. all emails. <laughs> all right. I, I miss, I miss our, uh, our invisible pod friend uh natasha you know mm-hmm. having it she's gonna love that shout out you'll probably get an email tomorrow <laughs> baby 
uh, Dr. Marty. He used to email yeah, us. Yes, Dr. Marty. So, but Andrew McPherson emailed us and he goes, uh, you know, a lot is often made mainly jokingly by the Extra Time guys, which Extra Time is the league podcast for those of you who don't know. But a lot is made jokingly by the Extra Time guys about their quote unquote coastal bias and Weeby's Galaxy Shrine. But I was curious how bad the bias actually is. I've been frustrated a lot with how much it felt like I had to listen to them wax poetic about LAFC, Atlanta, and Seattle. So I decided to track every team mentioned through the regular season. It's actually been fun, though I know the premise sounds terrible, which it does. Uh, <laughs> and he says, but my original hypothesis has sadly been confirmed. He's attached a full set of data for the first third of the season, and he plans to keep up with it for the rest of the year. He wanted to share it. And if you look at extra time mentions, uh, you want to know who would take a guess as to which team is first? Well, I mean, I already know, so I'm not going to take a guess. Okay. That's true. Theater of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> you would have uh, fake a guess i mean it, it's okay <laughs> if i was guessing i'd say someone on the west coast yeah seattle sounders yeah 40 mentions they're in first place okay sporting kansas city second place in the league table 15 mentions 15, 15. second place you would think okay maybe what 30 mentions 35 40 to 15 new england revolution third place 14 mentions so they're, they're on a coast, but they're a smaller market team. They're not like one of the, the media darlings. Now, we are we are driving this right up the track, people. It is going, <laughs> this is going to the extra time higher-ups. They need to know. Yes, it because is. Because Weeby lives here now, and he has a, a, a duty, all right? We don't need, uh, we don't need uh, uh, David Goss talking about RSL again. Mm-hmm. We don't need any of that, Yeah. okay? The, the one that kind of breaks this a little bit is... Minnesota United has a lot of mentions at 27, even though they're, you know, 23rd out of 27th place in, in the league table. But LA Galaxy are in second place in total mentions with 35 mentions. Inter Miami, 29 mentions. LAFC, 28 mentions. Toronto, 27 mentions. Uh, Austin and Atlanta, 25 mentions. You know, clearly. First of all, Andrew McPherson over here. While I, while, I'm fighting back every urge to make fun of you, but this is literally impressive. It's absolutely <laughs> like, I mean, but it is, you know, coming from an office background and like Excel sheets and, yeah. and PDF files, I can appreciate this nerd nerdgasm he's got going on. I think it's really cool. And he, I mean, he even tracked mentions per episode. So you yeah. can, you can go in and look and it's, and it's kind of interesting to see how the mentions have changed over time. Cause Atlanta mentions have really dropped off in the last month or two. But if you go back to uh, the first episode on on uh, April fifteenth, Atlanta got mentioned six times. Austin got mentioned nine times. Seattle got mentioned five times. Uh, you want to know how many times uh, Sporting KC got mentioned in that episode? Probably zero. Exactly zero. So it's rough. I I listen to the podcast and I'm always like, okay, I'm really just here for the sporting stuff. And a lot of times there is none. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like we're second place. Why is there none? I'm not saying we need to be the only thing you talk about. Yeah, but and then get get this. We weren't even really talked about this week, and we were the only game. Yeah, so it's uh it's kind of rough. We do have some connections with extra time. You know a person. We have. It's like, uh, we're this is going up the shoot, man. We have forwarded this on with permission from Andrew to send this to extra time, and 
We're taking them down. We're we'll exposing see. the corrupt. We're draining the swamp, people. <laughs> <laughs> Make extra time great again. <laughs> um, Absolutely. All right. It's going to be tremendous. It's going to be tremendous that we drain extra time. So uh, we'll see what happens. Give extra time a listen on Thursday. We'll see if they mention it. But who Maybe knows? they mention us. Maybe they mention Andrew McPherson. And if they do, I'm... Absolutely going to take all the credit for us. No, <laughs> no, I, no. He says he's going to keep tracking it and he'll send a halfway point update and a full season update. So we'll be able to see oh, if shit. they uh, they take some constructive criticism over an extra time Dude. or what. Andrew McPherson is our new uh, correspondent in the field mm-hmm. as as Drake is uh, our, our stock correspondent, <laughs> shallowy stock correspondent. He needs his own mad money segment where he's just hitting goofy buttons and shit talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one day we'll get there. We'll have a production budget and, uh, and we'll see what happens. I don't even know where to start. Hey, we're already good. You're blurring your background. I got my scarf room. It's a whole thing. (laughs) You know how you increase our production budget? Go to the link in our bio and buy some no other pod merch. So why wouldn't you buy it? Look at this Mm -hmm. tank top. I love it. And it's so soft. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And And, my shoulders um, look awesome. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we have a, a number of different logo options out there for you to go ahead and buy, but um, we do want to just hey, call whoa. out. We need logo like options. I mean, maybe if people want to like submit ideas, is there any phrases oh, man. Oh, man. that happen? You know, shoot, nothing's off limits here. We have creative control over this. Yeah. Shoot us ideas. You can shoot us designs. And, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to use them all because we have the freedom <laughs> to say no. Free designs, please. But if you want to send us stuff, we'll look at it. Um, but I do just want to say, you know, we do have a, a really cool pride themed logo and it is pride month. Yeah. Um, but, but this is something that I think we should do just indefinitely, not just for pride month, but if you, uh, if you purchase, one of our pride themed uh, products with the pride themed logo on there. Uh, 25% of the proceeds we're going to donate to um, the, let me get the, the name right. Exactly. The Kansas city center for inclusion. Um, you know, they're a local organization that provides safe, inclusive LGBTQIA plus community spaces where people can come for education, resources, and activities. Uh, you can learn more about them at inclusivekc.org follow them at inclusive KC on Twitter, but uh, go, go check us out, buy some uh, pride merch and you're going to get some money to a good cause. Very cool. Very cool. The color, uh, color scheme is, is up. It's up there. It's, it's on the top, man. It's cool. It's very cool. So that's all we have for this very long episode this week. That's it. But you don't want to go for another 30? We got more stuff. I'll get (laughs) Allie back on here. We can go. (laughs) There's always more stuff, but uh, we'll actually in the waiting room. She, she's back and ladies and gentlemen <laughs> ali trost is with us no um thank you so much for listening uh make sure you follow us on twitter at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jc max 03 those handles are the same for instagram follow us on instagram as well like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod shoot us an email Tr- do some crazy data project like andrew mcpherson and send it to us at no other pod at gmail.com and uh make sure you get yourself a hello tissue today HelloTushy.com slash no other and use that manscaped promo code no other pod for 20% off and free shipping. But uh until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Thank you to Allie Trost and her 27 jobs.
whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.